0: Hello there and welcome to episode 48 of the Sports and Spirituality Show brought to you in part by the Fairfield County Sports Network and our friends at Price Custom Homes. Mitch and Greg Price have been doing this for over 50 years. They uh, can help you from beginning to end, and we say thank you to Price Custom Homes for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. A special thank you to our friends at WLRY for... uh, making uh, this broadcast uh, over the airwaves uh, every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. And uh, our friends at Save Radio on the Internet uh, on Monday evenings, uh, thank you for broadcasting the Sports and Spirituality Show. My name is Steve Rao. A regular co-host is a lady who is sometimes way out in left field. Uh, she can be um, a little corny, Um she often has uh, dreams that uh, maybe aren't realistic or can't uh, uh, or won't be realized, <laughs> but she keeps trying anyway. She steps up to the plate. She's still swinging the bat, and uh, for that, we celebrate. She's with Young Life Langster, She is Kelsey Bull. Welcome to the Sports and Spirituality Show, episode 48, kid.
1: Thanks so much, Steve. Yeah.
0: Any of that true?
1: Um, that introduction? I I don't even know. Yeah. Do you, you sometimes
0: know. feel like you're out in left field? Yeah. Okay. Well, you are. Yeah. Um, good. Um, how about, you ever have dreams that aren't realized?
1: <laughs> okay. That one was a little depressing.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. But I have, would say uh, in my life, I have dreams that haven't been realized yet. Yet.
0: That's the um, important
1: word. But- It also reminded me, you, I think you've forgotten this, but do you remember one time when I shared a dream with you that was really bizarre?
0: Um, uh.
1: like a dream, like at night, not like a dream, like a goal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, uh, I'm blanking on. You didn't
1: how- let me live this down for a while, but I was pregnant with my first. Oh, child. and
0: you had cats.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. This is one of the very distinct oh. memories I have from being pregnant with my first child. Lucy. Yes, I was pregnant, and my dreams were wild. Yes, um, they were so weird. And I am when I am not pregnant, I don't really dream or I don't remember them. Right. Correct. Um hardly at all and I came to the studio one day with Steve and we were broadcasting and I was like I had the weirdest dream last night that I gave birth and I birthed two cats and at the time I think I like remembered what the cats looked like it was like so weird um now the details are really fuzzy but I still I told a lot of people About that, just because it was funny. Yeah. And um, a lot of people for a long time, especially Steve, didn't let me forget it. But, anyways, so when you first said dreams, I thought like night dreams, not goals. Yeah. And then when I think about it as goals, I'm like, oh, that's a little sad.
0: Yeah, it is a little sad. But uh, the word is yet. And you're a very (laughs) young lady. So you're going to have plenty of opportunity to fulfill all the dreams that you pursue. But I completely forgot about the cat Cat. lady um, that you are. And so I am so (laughs) thankful. And I
1: don't even really like, I mean, cats are fine. I wouldn't say I dislike them, but. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad you brought that back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was actually trying to make a reference to Field, Field of, of Dreams, Dreams uh, which we'll chat maybe about for a minute. But our that, that's baseball stuff. It is. Uh, it is. We, I think we're going to have a football coach on the program today. Are you open to that?
1: I'm so open to that. Uh,
0: Fairfield Christian Academy head football coach. He's also the athletic director at FCA. His name is Marcus Pardon, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about uh, his life and background and family and uh, coaching and investing in kids and all that kind of thing. Are you open to that?
1: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll see if we can't um, convince Marcus Pardon to join us here uh, on this podcast. So, uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, that was the way, the direction I was going. And
1: I caught on to that. And then I yeah. was way more. I was paying attention to the the puns more yes. than uh, what you were saying about myself. So. I got
0: you. And you know, you stepped up to the plate. Uh, you hit it out of the park. Uh, sure, all, all of yeah. that uh, kind of thing. Um, because we record this on Fridays. Um, last night on Thursday. Uh, They had the Field of Dreams baseball game. Did you happen to watch it? No. Uh, Do you happen to know um, anything about it because you're really not a sports fan?
1: It's a movie about baseball. It's
0: a movie about baseball. Good. Isn't
1: it about dead people?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, and they like
1: walk into the field
0: they come out of the cornfield oh,
1: to play baseball to, to
0: play this game right sure uh the guy uh now i i uh, i've only seen bits and pieces of i don't know that i've seen it ever from front to back but now that I is to. surprising i know that's I want, really surprising I, I want to see it from front to back but um uh this concept where the guy gets this he hears this message or voice that says build it and they, will and they will come, come. right? You're mm-hmm, familiar with that mm-hmm, expression, I am. right? That comes out of this uh, field of dreams movie. So he builds a baseball field, and the the old timers uh, come out of the out of the cornfield, and they play baseball again. And uh, you know, so um,
1: odd concept, but pretty iconic in our culture. It
0: is, and I think it was something to do with uh, a father son um thing that was happening and maybe uh, the father and son were being reunited for their love of baseball uh, again I have to uh, to watch it uh, again so uh, there is um th- there's the place where I believe it was filmed Uh, Do you happen to know where that was?
1: Isn't it in Ohio?
0: Uh, It is not.
1: Oh, (laughs) Uh,
0: great. (laughs) uh, You got 49 more guesses. Indiana. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but you started with the right letter. Illinois. No, that's very... It is Iowa. Very good. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not going to ask you what city because you wouldn't know Dryersville if it hit you in the face. So, um, (laughs) Dryersville, Iowa uh, is where uh, it was filmed and and so... um, I believe two or three years ago, Major League Baseball decided we ought to have a game there. And I love, love, love this concept. And so um, last evening, um, as we record this program, on Thursday evening, they um, actually played, I believe it's the third installment of the Field of Dreams game. And they wore throwback uniforms Um, it was, it was really cool. Uh, any guesses? You have 32 options. Any guesses on who the teams were that played in the field of dreams game? Reds, Braves. Well, you got half of that right. Great. (laughs) Which half did you get right? Reds. That's right. And why, why, why were you guessing Reds?
1: Because they're from Ohio.
0: Well, and also, I'm a Reds fan. Yes. And so I would be super excited about it.
1: And one to I'm an
0: actual fan. Sure. You know, who I know that Joey Votto plays first base, you know, uh, from Cincinnati. That too. Did you? Yeah. Really? Uh, who's their manager? Couldn't tell you. Exactly. So you're not really a fan. So, uh, <laughs> David Bell's their manager. So, um, Yes, I. Uh, it, it, they played the Chicago Cubs. Great. Now, of course, the Cubs are a very iconic franchise. They are. The Reds are the oldest Major uh, League baseball team, started in 1869, um, and so the history of that. These two old time teams, uh, the the OGs of you know Major League Baseball, coming together, playing, and uh, Dryersville, Iowa, the Field of Dreams game, uh, coming out of the corn. Uh, it was. They
1: walked out of the corn.
0: They did. Now, I actually had a meeting last night. wasn't able to watch the opening ceremonies, but I've been on Twitter this morning, and people are raving about the opening. It was on Fox Television. The opening, watching those players come out. Uh, I have got. Uh, uh, I've got to go rewatch uh, the, uh, the the opening there.
1: So. Yeah, that sounds cool. Who won?
0: Um, well, um, the Chicago Cubs won. Oh, okay. Uh, the Reds gave up three runs in the first inning, gave up another run a couple of innings later. Uh, they did score a couple of runs, I think, in the seventh or eighth inning um, and ended up losing four to two.
1: Is there? Are there stands for fans at this field? There are. Cool. Uh, there
0: are. I think I heard somebody say about 12,000 fans can fit in it, and it was packed. Yeah, I bet. Because, you know, obviously it's an iconic That's game. not that many. Uh, It isn't. It isn't very many. But the Reds are terrible this year. And that's probably the most people they had watch any one of their games this year. Sorry, guys. They started out with 3-22. Okay. 25 games in, they had only won three. So,
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, You can get a cheap ticket to to go down to Great American Ballpark and watch the Cincinnati Reds play because they've been struggling. Um, And so... Uh, It was just really cool. I've seen several tweets uh, from Joey Votto uh, about how much he loved the game. He's kind of an OG for uh, the current red squad. A lot of the guys are much, much younger. and Mm -hmm. uh, He's been around for a really long time. And and so, um, you know, uh, the older you get – the less um, first experiences or new experiences that you have. And so Joey Votto, Votto got to have a new experience. You know, here's a guy, he's uh, born in Canada, and um, he know uh, been a major league baseball player for a long time and never had this experience. So finally, uh, old guy gets a new experience, and uh, um, I, I vicariously celebrate that with Joey.
1: Great! I'm yeah. so happy for you.
0: I really wish they had won the game, but right. uh, um, I found this to be interesting. Uh, they're playing each other again today's a travel day, so they are getting back to Cincinnati. But the Reds Cubs will play on Saturday and Sunday, and so does uh, the
1: Field of Dreams game count? It like, does as. Oh, okay, as an actual...
0: counts in the standings. And the Reds and Cubs were very close to having identical records. So, not that it matters for playoffs and all that stuff, but um, they're very evenly matched. And so the Reds got to be the home team because, in essence, it was one of their home games that was moved uh, to uh, Dryersville, Iowa. And so... Now uh, they uh, fly back to Cincinnati um, so they can continue uh, this series. I thought it was a super cool thing. Uh, I am disappointed in myself that uh, uh, I don't remember more about the actual movie, uh, Field of Dreams. So uh, uh, hopefully, maybe sometime this weekend, uh, uh, I can consume uh, that movie again. So... um, It's probably, uh, it's probably time to bring our, our guest on. Um, what, what do you think about that?
1: I think we should do it.
0: All right. Um, and so we will be able to learn a little bit more uh, about um, maybe football and about uh, uh, life. One of the reasons we love having guests on is because we uh, get to hear their story, isn't it? And then um, when they share their story, we find out that it sometimes connects with our story. So... uh as promised on episode 48 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, it's time for our guest to join us. He is the head football coach and the athletic director at Fairfield Christian Academy here in Lancaster, Ohio. He is Marcus Pardon. Welcome to the Sports and Spirituality Show, Coach.
2: Thanks for having me. I, I love it. I appreciate being here.
0: Do you well? Uh, we uh, love having you on the program. we got a lot to learn about uh, Coach Marcus Pardon. Um, maybe a couple of things we know, but a ton of things we don't. Uh, Kelsey, how much do you know? Know about coach Marcus Pardon,
1: I know very little. Oh
0: kind of like sports
1: <laughs> in <laughs> that respect. <laughs>
0: yeah it's, it's true.
1: E- no. Yes it is. Okay. Okay. Let's learn more <laughs> since, about coach P. <laughs>
0: yeah since you don't know a lot about coach yeah. <laughs> P. Uh, yeah uh, w- w- what would you like to know?
1: Okay coach P let's start in the beginning. Where are you from?
0: Uh,
2: Columbus Ohio.
1: Okay what was childhood like for you? Who did you grow up with?
2: Uh, childhood for me was different it wasn't your typical childhood um i've lived in foster homes i've lived with several different family members and then back with my mom for a stretch um and then my grandmother and then with an aunt so i've lived all over columbus um i think the other day i counted throughout my entire life i've moved over 30 times uh, whether that be from home to home or Finally, when you go off to college, and then I went to different colleges, and then I've moved as an adult a couple of times with my wife, so I've moved a bunch.
1: Wow. Coach P, what were you like as a child? What were some of your interests?
2: Football. Football. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> as a, I mean, I, I say as a child, I was different. You know, I grew up in inner city Columbus um, in, in a rough area, rough neighborhood. Um, And I did a lot of things I shouldn't have done, but it was always people who saw more in me than I saw myself. So even my my friends and and, and family and stuff that I was around doing things we shouldn't have been doing, they always pushed me more towards school and sports. Um, I was always a good student when I wanted to be and and not be lazy. Um, And I cared about sports. And and a lot of people don't know my first love is basketball. Loved basketball growing up. Uh, Huge Charles Barkley fan.
0: Yeah, the but, same haircut.
2: Yeah, same haircut. Yeah. I'm the little mound of rebound. <laughs> <laughs> the little round mound of rebound. I'm 5'6", and I played in the post in high school. You Did know? you really? Yeah. Yeah, so. God bless uh, you. So, that was my first love, and I started growing out and not up. <laughs> so, I took some of the athleticism from basketball and, and those type of things, and then and, and became a football player, and. Even as I was always one of the bigger kids in in my grade, even though I'm the youngest in my grade mostly, but um, it took me a long time to really get that aggressiveness about me with football. And, and when I say a long time, probably late high school, early college, before I started realizing I'm not as fast as I used to be, and I need to go through people and not around them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all part of the uh, growing process uh, uh, of an athlete. Um, I'm sorry. I've been uh, distracted by your opening comments. Um, 30 different places that you live. My wife is a social worker. Uh, She's in the social work field now, and um, uh, she's worked with lots of um, foster children, um, and that is a significant challenge um, so, um, on behalf of Kelsey and I here in the, uh, of sports and spirituality show on the Fairfield County sports network, um, we're sorry that you, uh, had that experience because that is a, uh, that is quite a challenging path to walk.
2: The, the, I appreciate that, but it, I'm not sorry, you know, I, without it, I wouldn't be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, and this is, this is going to sound crazy. It sounds crazy to people. But the way I grew up, from birth to 14 years old, in that environment, um, it it shaped me, and it, and it really it was just normal, right? Yeah, right. You know, I, I lived in a place where it's what everybody was going through. It was the norm. Um, everybody's uh, were being raised by a single parent or a grandparent or in a foster home. Um, everybody's parents had it. We were all poor. We were all the same, you know, and yep. and I'm loyal to those guys in that neighborhood. We we were all hungry together. We were all homeless together. We all didn't have clothes and and, and yep. different things like that. The biggest thing for me was when I got adopted when I was 14, and I go from inner city Columbus, predominantly black schools. Where, to, I mean, if you had three white kids in your school, that was right. It was shocking, right? Yep. To getting adopted and moving to Morrow County. And going to a school where I was the only black person to going from when I first moved in with my parents, um, who I love dearly, who they took me in and, and I'll go up there. And that first year, maybe even longer than that, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And they thought it was weird that I couldn't sleep because it was too dark and it was too quiet. Uh ah. well I'm used to noise. Yep. I'm used to sirens. I'm used to helicopters. <laughs> Streetlights never go off, you know. Right, right. That's normal to me. I can sleep in that, but yep. uh then I made that transition and now I'm to a point where I'll never live in Columbus again yeah. if I don't have to. You know, right. know what I mean? So right. yeah, I it's it's the norm and you and you roll with it, and you live with it, and as you grow you realize you needed those experiences. Mm-hmm. You needed to go through everything I went through um uh, was for a reason. Uh, and I tell the kids all the time, before I, I had a relationship with God, I've always known God, but when I had a relationship with God, I had football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the only consistent thing in my life. Every year I knew, come June, you know, it's football time. Right. Um, before I had a dad, I had football. Yeah. And now I realize where I'm at now. God gave me football, and he kept that in my life, and He put that in my life to eventually be able to do what I'm doing now, which is using it to to empower and uplift um, young men with with a good foundation and, and through football, football's just a vehicle to to uh, for outreach
0: sure so. um now you mentioned you're the only black kid in the school uh, there in Morrill county. Uh, were your parents white or black Oh uh, white.
2: White my name is actually Marcus Pardon hyphen dash okay uh, my dad's Welsh and Hungarian okay um so a lot of people I should be coach p d not coach p right um so yeah my parents are 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 white uh, my mom and dad Brad and Bobby and then my I have a relationship and I've always had a relationship with my biological mother Michelle. okay um no matter what we've gone through, I'm a mama's boy. And now I have two moms, so I'm a right. double mama's boy. Yeah, I got you. And it's still weird because I my dad is my dad, and he's still you know that. So yeah. I am a dad's boy too. I, uh-huh. I'm, every time I'm around thirty, I'm almost thirty four years old, and when I'm around dad, I just feel like that seven year old again. Yep. You know, because uh, yep. dad's cool to me.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I know about that. Thank you for your willingness to share that.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. So you graduate high school.
2: Yeah.
1: What is the next step for you?
2: Uh, once I graduated from Westfall, um in 06, go Mustangs. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. The next step for me, and it's weird, and, it, and my life is, is, is I love my life because it, it's a lot of experiences. Um, like I said, football was what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do football, and, and I was on a really good team my senior year. Uh, we'd end up moving from Morrow County down to Pickaway County, and and um, I wanted to play football, and I was doing. We were having a good season. I was doing well, and and and, and at 17 years old at the time, and being in that small town football environment, something I would never really gotten experience, and, and on a team that was successful, that's the first team I played for that was a winning team. Yeah. Right. Since and I not I hadn't had that since Biddy football. But to be on that, and I was just riding that wave, you know, and and not focused, not doing what I was supposed to do. And I failed English my 12th grade year and could not play in the playoffs. Oh, wow. Mm. So then there schools that were interested that were not interested anymore. um, And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was going to go to the military. And my mom and dad said no. Well, mom said no. Dad was okay with it. Um, So I ended up going to college to, to play ball. And and then that had its turns and twists and, and things of its own. So, mm-hmm. yeah, after after college, I knew I wanted to play ball and be around football. Uh, very good. What college was that? Uh, I started off at Bluffton University mm-hmm. um, up in Bluffton, Ohio, a little small Division three school and had some good experiences there, um, but just wanted more. And I was at a point where I got injured and couldn't play. So I wasn't really connecting uh, with the team and and with the school. I was, I just kind of felt like I was a drone in this rut. Yeah. And uh, start looking around for different schools to go to, and end up remembering Kentucky Christian University um, had called me uh, my before I got to college. My you know going into my freshman year of college, they called and and offered for me to come there and play. And and they were they were just starting a football program. So that first year, there was going to be no games. You were just going to practice. And I hate practice. I'm not a practice guy. (laughs) Not in high school, I wasn't. I just told my kids last night, I know I was a bad teammate. So because I know that I'm trying to make you guys not be that. Mm -hmm. Um, But So when they called me and say, hey, you could come to KCU and and play ball and get a great education, um, but we won't play any games this year, we'll just practice. I was like, yeah, no. You know, they didn't have a stadium, didn't have dorms, right. they didn't have anything. And what I didn't have was faith, right? I didn't, because at that time, my relationship wasn't where it needed to be with God and then my faith. And uh, I ended up calling him, and, he, and that coach, Dane Damer, said, Yeah, if you want to come, we still got a spot. you know." And, and were, so I went down there. And they there. were playing games. And they were going to be playing yeah, games right. that year. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was the, there the was. allure for, for Marcus. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And even that my experience there was phenomenal and I say that and people who know me say how Uh, well it was it was great from a football aspect it was great from a growth aspect a lot of people know that I got kicked out of Kentucky Christian University and part of that is I was 18 or 19 at the time when I got there and I'd already been to Bluffton and lived a college life Mm -hmm. then you get to KCU and there's a lot of rules, right? There's right. a ton of rules that there was a curfew. There's a lot of stuff that just at 19 years old, you're not ready to accept and take on. And, and certain people aren't, some people, certain people aren't, and that's fine. Um, and I just, I did too many things and bucked the rules. And, and then, uh, there was a situation where I just flat out lied about some things and, and, uh, Shouldn't have done that, and, and in hindsight, I really shouldn't have done it, and, and I got kicked out, and instead of going back, I just said, to heck with it, I'm not going back, I had that, and, and that's one of the things in life, I try not to regret anything, but that's one of the things, it's like, I wish I'd have gone back. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuck it out there. Yeah,
0: very good, um, because you brought the subject up earlier. Um, I'm wondering how many people of color there at Kentucky Christian University. That state doesn't strike me uh, as um, the most diverse.
2: No, it's in the right, right in the middle of the Bible Belt. There's nothing in Grayson, Kentucky. Right. Um, and it's funny. It's it's a uh, to to think that you're going to have a college there. And college football, and it's a dry county, not just campus. There's uh-huh. a lot of dry campus. It's a dry county, right? And it's like, man, that's you know, it's it's a it's a big shock, yeah. And it's pretty diverse, though. Is it it, it? it okay. is it is pretty diverse, yeah, especially with the addition of the football team, brought on a lot more cultures, right? And 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 it's really to where like skin color doesn't matter mm-hmm. Good. because the there's guys from. Uh when I was there there's guys from little towns in in, in Kentucky mm-hmm. that were going through the same struggles as these guys that were coming from like Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Yes, they looked different but their struggles were the, were the same. Correct. Um the way they looked at things were a little different but all yeah. in all they were the same. And the most diverse place in America in my experiences is a uh, college football locker room. Mm-hmm. I mean that's where everybody you get people from all over the place that learn to come together and and form this bond and this brotherhood, and that's what goes on in football. That's the best thing about football.
0: It, it most definitely is. I think uh, all of life uh, could learn many lessons uh, from the the football locker room. Um, And uh, to your point, what we do, instead of focusing on those differences, we all focus on the common goal, and that is to be the best team that we can be. So I can set aside that fact that you are a Star Wars person, and I don't know the first thing about Star Wars. Uh, I can put aside the fact that uh, your skin color is darker or lighter than mine. I can put aside your economic development, uh, your um, social background. I can put aside your educational deal. We're all focused on the same thing and maybe maybe that's the key uh, to uh more
2: unity in our in our country
1: that's true so coach p you leave kcu yeah what's next
2: what was next is i i didn't know Mm -hmm. i really had no idea um i remember mom coming to pick me up and and going home and, and dreading all day like again like i was in fifth grade or something like oh dad's checking wait, the clock once the Dad gets here. Get here, here you know? Know. Yeah. And Dad at home, my dad has never yelled at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and I can tell by his face. And there's a different tone in his voice, but it's not yelling. But this time he's not even talking to me. He's mm-hmm. not looking at me. But anyhow, so I didn't know what I was going to do. And then finally Dad says, you, you know, you, you need to go to work or, or go back to school. And uh, I chose to go to work. I said, "I'm done with school. I'm, I'm upset, you know." And and I went to work to be a, a roofer, on a, a roofing company. About less than a year of doing that before I said, <laughs> "I'm going back to school." Time to go back to school. <laughs> so I actually went back to Bluffton just because I wanted to go back to school, and they, I knew I can miss football, so. That's what led me to Muskingum University, where I finished school, and and even that had its <laughs> twists and turns mm-hmm, and, sure. and events along the way, and and that's where I met my wife, and um I actually had my first daughter, and and I technically did not finish college at Muskingum until about a year or two ago. Yeah, <laughs> so good for you. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations, wife,
1: and your family now.
2: Well, my wife is she's amazing. Um, she's the ultimate football wife in regards to she understands the time that it takes. Um, she she gets it. Um, her dad was a cop. So she understands that when, when duty calls, you got to go mm-hmm. uh, in Lancaster and juvenile correction. So I started off on second and third shift and doing that stuff. and And then we, you know, just and she understands that time. Uh, we have college, which is not with my wife, but same. That's Jordan. She's almost eleven. And she is uh she's a handful. And then we have our our uh seven year old, Lennox. She's the sweetest girl God ever made. Mm-hmm. She's my sweet girl. Um she's very sensitive. She's very she she's very much sweet girl and then when you ask her what she wants to do when she grows up she'll tell you she wants to be a wife and a babysitter right how about that yeah that's that's her yeah and and she will prefer to be by herself and and with a book or on her tablet than to be outside you know she er, that's her and then we have the wild child my mini me (laughs) finley k she is five she'll be five here soon um and she is, she's my girl. She's me through and through. That's my, uh-huh. little, my little peach. Yep. Um, she's a handful. And and now she's getting older, and they all are realizing they've grown up, her especially, with dad being a coach. So she gets it. She doesn't like it all the time, but she gets it. Um, and then my wife and I, we also have uh, Zaire, who's 17, that, and he goes to Fairfield Christian Academy. Um, biologically, he's my nephew, but we, we've taken him in and, and adopted him and um, he's been a part of the family since seventh grade. He's a senior now, um, and and I love him as much as I love the rest of them. And I've I've been in his life and raising, helped to raise him since he was a baby. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, part of uh, your story, yeah. um, and then you're passing it on. Our, uh, uh, the late, great coach Woody Hayes said you've got to pay it forward. Pay um, for. Part of the way you're paying it forward right there. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is a sports and spirituality show alongside Kelsey Bowl, I'm Steve Rau. Our guest is the athletic director and head football coach at Fairfield Christian Academy, the home of the Knights. Uh, he is Coach Marcus Pardon. So uh, how did you end up getting into the coaching world?
2: I was a probation officer in Lancaster, juvenile probation officer. So I would go to all the schools because and, and, that's where my kids were. Um, and one day I went to Fairfield Union to check on a kid. And as we're waiting for this kid to come down, I'm, I'm speaking with their athletic director, uh, Mr. McPhail, who I'm grateful for. Without him, I wouldn't have been started coaching. And we were talking, and I think it was Thursday before week one of the season. And I'm like, how's the team looking? And we're talking, and as we're talking – and he goes, you're, you're talking about schemes and stuff. are you a coach? And I said, no. And he goes, would you like to be one? And I said, well, yeah, but I don't work at a school. And he goes, hey, you don't have to work at a school. If you can be here, then you can coach. So he uh, introduced me to Tim Bain, who was the head coach at the time. And I loved Tim Bain. I learned a lot from Tim Bain that year. And, and I spent a year at Fairfield Union. And then Coach Bain, re- you know, retired and – um I had some people from Fairfield Union who were actually Fairfield Christian uh, students and parents previously who said, hey, that job just came open. Why don't you apply for it? And I said, that's crazy. I'm, I've only coached high school football for one year. I'm a head freshman coach, and, and I haven't been a head coach of anything else, but I applied. Um, and, and one of my, my dearest friends, he's a brother to me, Anthony Turner, um, our previous head coach in AD, got the job. Um, and he called me a couple of days after he got me he said hey they they gave me your resume he said you applied and, and i need help would you want to interview so i go in this interview and it, and it's funny we meet at bob evans over in canal and it's like we've been friends our whole lives. it's the first time i ever met him right and a lot of people for the first five years that we were together thought that we were, we're from the same place, went to school together. And it's like, no, right. we met at a Bob Evans couple <laughs> of years ago and he brought me in and I've, I stayed there with him and, and, and knowing that our challenges would be great. Uh, when he interviewed me, he told me, I don't know what we're going to do this year. We don't have a lot of kids. Um, we may have to play a JV season next year. We may play eight man. We may not have a team. And I, I still signed up to do that with him. And, god has blessed us we went from not knowing our future to every year we had about 30 kids out to play football um and we had some some good kids our first year we had 18 seniors we had a lot of success with those guys and um we we thought we could coach a little bit you know won seven games and looking back it's like yeah we didn't really coach that well we were just senior heavy and (laughs) we And, and but we stayed I stayed the course there and 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 helped out with different things and going to all the sporting events and helping Anthony and when he left um they it it just felt natural for them and for me to step into that role and and take on that responsibility so
0: yeah what uh what Kelsey's probably not familiar with is you said I stayed the course um <clears throat> I can define that for Kelsey <laughs> um I believe if my memory serves correctly, you lost 32 football games in a row. 33. Okay. Um, missed it by one. Um, <laughs> 33 football games in a row. When you say stay the course, oh, by the way, Kelsey, you probably don't know this because you're not a sports fan. But um, uh, 10 high school games a year. So this is now over three years worth of high school football. Um practice two a days, um getting up early and staying up late, putting schemes together, um it, having to deal with the parents, uh having to deal with a kid who who's not willing to give full effort and and uh infighting oh, all the things that happen uh on a football team and all oh, the thanks you get for that is you lose thirty three <laughs> games in a row. Um to me, that's staying the course if there's ever been a situation where somebody stayed the course. Coach Marcus Pardon stayed the course because uh, for 33 times that he showed up at the gridiron, he left with an L on his side of the ledger. And uh, how were you able to stay through that process?
2: Well, again, I, some of it is my background. Um, I've, Like I said, I played for a lot of teams that were we, we were losing teams um, or, or average teams. And so when, you, when you're when you going through that, and I tell people all the time, I hate to lose more than I love to win. Mm-hmm. But as you grow and you get older, you realize even sometimes even in a win, you lose, you know. Um, yep. and, and what we're trying to build is a program. A program is something that's lasting that, you know, year in, year out, they're going to have, number one, they're going to have great kids, high-character kids. Um, number two, they they are what they are. They're going to do what they do, and they're going to have some success. Um, a good team is one that just comes in for a year and they dominate and they you know go far. And then next year they're you know they're, those are good teams. There's a lot of good teams out there. There's not a lot of good programs. Um, I love the Mid State League Cardinal because I think we have people that are trying to build good programs. Right. Um, so just staying that core, you show up every day. You do it for the kids. Okay, and if these kids are going to show up every day, and I'll be honest, some of those kids probably knew early on we're not going to win a game. We're not going to win. We're going to running clock is going to happen, and and some of them knew that. Right. But they kept coming every day. Yeah. And they and they give you everything, and just to see the smiles, to see, I don't remember a lot of frowns in those thirty three losses. You know, there was some sadness because you know it, it's not fun to lose, but. Yeah. They come back to practice on Monday with a smile, just happy to see us and ready to go. And, and that just that kept us going. And in that stretch, though, we had kids grow. We had a couple kids that, that got baptized. Um, we had kids that got closer to God. We got kids that learned how to be leaders, kids that step outside their comfort zone. Those are the important things. Winning is a byproduct of doing all of that. And we had to go through what we had to go through to get to where we're at now, where we're starting to try to turn the corner.
0: Uh, Exactly. And um, at the end of the day, you redefine a win, right? And in football, it seems like coaches, athletic directors, uh, are judged on uh, how many wins, how many losses you got, right? Uh, The X's and O's of it. Um, And you say, well, let's let's redefine win. Um, Some players getting baptized, we're going to call that a major win right there. Uh, Guys becoming what God created them to become, uh, learning to be leaders, all of those kinds of things. Um, At the end of the day, way more important then uh you know did you beat Fisher Byrne union which i know uh, you want to do that too um but uh yeah. the uh opportunity to see that growth um a uh, whole lot more important as well mm-hmm. um you mentioned uh, your uh, your son um uh, pardon um and coaching him how has that process been
2: nightmare <laughs> 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 no his freshman year and I try to be completely unbiased, and I've learned with the help of a really good friend that your son's special, and you should embrace that. Um, actually, I got, I got pulled aside at a banquet last year and told that, and that, and that stuck with me because um, I don't give him all the credit that he deserves. I'll talk great about everybody else's child, and then when it's him, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, but coaching him his freshman year, and, and junior high, I tried to stay hands-off. But I always got pulled in by the coaches and and i but I try to stay away from him um and then when he became a freshman, now I have to coach him, and I had to learn to not be so hard on him. He was a freshman and and as talented as he is he's he's a kid um and we grew together he he's he doesn't resist as much, and I'm not as strenuous on him so we've we've both had to grow and adjust. And I've loved every minute of being able to coach him and watch him grow. And and uh, he went from this little seventh grader out there running around whose equipment was a little big for him to <laughs> now the kid's it's about six foot one seventy five, and 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 he's amazing to watch. And um, I knew his sophomore year he's better than I ever was, right? And yeah. that and that hurts a little bit. For you sure, know, for sure. You're you're a little hurt, but you're a little proud. You yeah, know, absolutely. And uh, and now he's a senior, and and Unfortunately for him and for our team and for me, you know, as a coach, players get injured and you have to move on. I got to keep everybody together. I'm the head coach now, right? Um, but a couple of weeks ago, we're we're at a passing scrimmage and he, he tears his ACL. Um, and, w- w-
0: wait just a second. Um, he intercepted a pass. Yeah. and landed on his leg and tore his
2: ACL. So I mean, at least he was doing something. First good. off, he made an amazing play. He, he did. Came right. it, he right. came from the opposite hash. Yes. So, and 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 made it amazing. And he comes down awkwardly and tore his ACL. And uh, I, and I go walking over there, just kind of knowing, like, and I'm and you say to yourself, the first thing is, oh, he just knocked the wind out of himself. Right. 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 But he's not right. standing up and right. I'm like, Okay, maybe and then we thought he broke his leg, but it's his ACL going into his senior year and he and he's he's he was you know, starting to really get some interest from some, some bigger schools that he really wanted to go to and, and uh <laughs> I get over there and as a the the coach is like I gotta go be there for my player. The dad is oh no my son's down and I know what his future is and what he wants to be. And then you gotta shut it off kind of and, and I get there to him and the best thing is he goes, I got the interception though. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. So he held on to it and and and, and the thing that, that I and I say all that to say I knew this year was going to be a really good year for us and and again I Unbiasedly, but he's the he's our best player, our best athlete. He's, yeah. he's the kid that
0: I'm not biased, and he's yeah, the he's, best player. He's,
2: he can play. I
1: don't really know them, but I've heard he's really good.
2: He's he's a really good player, and uh, but we have to keep moving. And 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 for me, on the personal side, it's I I still have to coach, but this is my son, and this year was going to be hard on me anyway, knowing it's his last year in every game, but now. Senior night is gonna be a little different. I don't know if I'll make it across the field. Senior night, I probably wasn't going to anyhow. But now yeah, this right. year, it's yep. it's gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm soft. I'm gonna cry anyhow. But <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough on us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Talk, can you talk about your senior class this year? Because I know a few of them, well, um, and I'd love to hear from our other... senior
2: class this year. We and we knew in the winter. We knew last year. Um, but really going into this year we knew our four core seniors uh Ben Hopple um who is a, a really good outside wide receiver for us really good defensive back for us who's uh, he's a primary basketball guy um but his that brotherhood that these four guys have has brought him to football and he's been really good for us and he's really liking football more than he realized I think um he so he's he's a good player for us he's special uh, we have John Grabbins, Big John Grabbins. He's an offensive and defensive lineman for us, who's played center um, since we've had him. But we've we've moved him to guard for the betterment of the team. He's accepted that. But John is a hard worker. Um, John's a, you know, he's he's a house. He's six four, three hundred and something pounds, and he's got feet like a point guard. You know, and he's got s- soft hands, and he can. He's got a high IQ, and he's a really good leader. Um, so we we look forward to having him this year. Uh, we have Samuel Rao, the Samuel Rao, uh, Mr. Rao's son, who I've got the pleasure to grow with and coach with, and um, he's a very, very, very good linebacker, uh, probably the best in our conference. Um, the kid is just phenomenal sideline to sideline, and then on the offensive side of the ball, what he gives us is he's not the best at any one of our skill positions. But he can hold his own with anybody. You know, he's if he he's maybe not be the best um outside receiver, but he's top two. He's probably not the best, the first option to get the ball, but you know when you get him the ball, he's reliable and he'll be good for us. And he's he's grown and and, and Steve knows his son and Sam's got just a little goofy in him, right? He's a wild child. And Sam is that kid that when practice is bad and he knows I'm mad and I'm, and I'm talking to the guys, and I, Sam will crack a joke where it's like, Sam, that's, that's funny, but you know, not, it's the a, time. not the time, Sam. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and he laughs and I laugh, but Sam's going to be a good one for us. And like I said, we had Zai. And Zay is is special. He's he's the one that everybody knows. He's he's gonna get the ball when we, when we need a big play. He's uh, quiet, very quiet, like weirdly quiet. You have to when you ask him a question, make sure it's not something that he can yes or no or because he, he will yes or no. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's not he's a leader, but he's not that vocal rah rah leader. And the kids look to him. And I think even with not being able to play, he can still bring a lot to the team just being around. Um, and, and those guys will play for him because they know how much he wants to be out there and, and um, how much he loves to win.
1: So will Zai be out all season?
2: He'll be out all year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he also um, has, uh, in the past,
0: played a little basketball on track, um, but uh, probably not going to be able to do those things.
2: Basketball, no. Track is what – the doctors are trying to get him ready. Okay,
0: because yeah. that does that will help him uh, will from help. a football uh, yeah. side of things right. uh, with the speed and those kinds of things. Uh, he is the fastest guy, and uh, I've told him um, privately um, that, uh, dude, um, uh, you get in open space, uh, go for the end zone because there's nobody here that's going to catch you. Um, and uh, he's just when he steps on the field, he's the fastest guy on the field. Yeah, uh, every field he steps on, um, and uh, so it is uh, super disappointing uh that um uh that he's not able to be there um but, but uh, you, you know this better than i do that um almost every athlete their their career ends uh before they want it to end mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um they uh whether it's injury or just uh, father time, he's undefeated. Uh, father times never lost. Uh, he's never lost. A, he never lost a battle. <laughs> he's uh. undefeated. He catches us all. And, uh, or, uh, you know, some other thing happens and, uh, um, very few people get to, to run their course and then say, okay, I'm I'm done. We're going to go do the next thing. And so, um, it is super disappointing when it's your senior year, um, as something you've been building uh, towards that kind of thing. I wanted to ask you about uh, your athletic director position. Um, I have said this to every AD that'll listen. Uh, I should probably be talking to the boards, the school boards. Um, uh, every AD deserves a raise. Um, what you've had to deal with the last two years with COVID and, and things getting canceled, no, uh, rescheduled, no. Uh, we got to find different venues. we got to find different officials. Uh, we got to find teams to play because that team can't play tonight, but this team can't. Um, uh, it's, it, That job is super challenging anyway. And then to have the last two years be nothing but chaos, Um, uh, you guys deserve a raise. How do you manage
2: all of that? Last year was difficult. It was a little easier because I've been around FCA helping Anthony. I I was with him every step of the way, so I knew some things. But once you get in the role and you have to do those things, that's challenging. Yep. And then you're trying to find your system and your way. And, And there's nothing wrong with the last person's way of doing it, but it's not your way. Yeah. Um, so you know, some things you you keep, but tweak them. Some things you throw away and and, and completely overhaul. And it, it the parents they know me, so that helped out a lot, and they were patient with me. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of the kids, um, but the challenges that come with, like you said, canceling games due to COVID. Or um, last year we had a situation at a boys basketball game where. Um, the other team was there. We we're going through warmups five minutes from tip-off, and we find out we got to cancel the game because of COVID, right? And, and, and that's tough. That team came from a good way. Um, so you, you had that. And then uh, I, I will I, – I don't like to brag a lot, but I, I have to check. I think I was one of the only undefeated basketball coaches in the state of Ohio last Which, year. That's true. Because our boys' basketball coach, uh, Roger Hooper, got sick. He calls me and goes, Coach, I, I can't come in tonight, you're going to have to coach these boys, we're playing Philo, and I'm like, oh, you, oh, i got a coach, you got a D2 school coming in here, and we went out and we, we got to play, and it was a good game, and we won, and I retired. Um, <laughs> He's 1-0. Oh. No. no, 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 undefeated, 1-0 oh, no oh, don't oh, sound oh, oh, as okay, good as yeah, undefeated, yeah, yeah. Thank right? You, thank, you, thank you, thanks for the question. <laughs> so, <crush. laughs> so uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of challenges, but and the time I spent at Groveport as an employee, I got close with their AD, and, and he helped me out a lot. Um, and he'd tell me all the time, you're fine. You know, it, it takes five years to really get your systems in place and, and be a really good AD. Everything along the way, you're kind of uh, filling out and figuring out. And last year for me in, as an athletic director and head coach was year zero. Yeah. I just kind of let things, you know, go as they went. There was a lot of times where I thought I had a great idea. We're going to change this, and then we do it, and it's like, yeah, it's not so great. We need to do something else. Um, and, and the the thing that's really helped, though, is the support of the surrounding ADs. Um, this, again, this league is, is it's a fun one to me because of all, every game seems like this rivalry, right? You, uh-huh. you know, these schools don't like each other, um, but – I'm good friends with some of these ADs. Um, Seth Thompson from Bishop Rosecrans has been really great. Danny Snively out at Burn Union has been really great. Um, and we can – they help me out a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Harvest Prep, Dave Dennis, he helps me out a lot. So we, we all kind of help each other in an understanding of, number one, the climate of what's going on. Number two, small school sports. And understanding that this year, yeah, you don't have a JV team. So we will adjust and we'll do things, and so that it, it kind of helps to have that support with the other ads and and our uh, administration is tremendous. Craig Carpenter is is tremendous in letting me do what I have to do, yeah, and being there and open for me if I have questions. Um, the parents they they are very supportive as well and understanding. So
0: you have uh, three things that uh, you tell uh, your athletes uh that are important um at Fairfield Christian Academy um as a as a preacher I appreciate the alliteration um uh and um uh, explain to us how you promote these three things in this order and that's faith family then football
2: uh yeah that's that's who I am right god is first you, you have to serve God. If a kid comes to me, hey, I got to miss for a month for you going to do a church camp out of state for go do that. Our first job is to serve, go serve God, go serve people. Um, so, and you got to miss for church. You got to miss when those kids got baptized from our table, we took the whole team over. Yeah, we, we will miss a practice for that. We that is important, that is of the utmost importance. I mean, then you have family. And I understand family, um, and it took me some time to understand. Like, yeah, I'm a coach, but I'm a I'm a husband first, and I'm a dad, and I have to be there for them. My wife didn't sign up to to be a single parent all the time, right? Right. Um. So I can understand when families need to go on vacation. Now, I hey, there, there's a balance here. We got work to do, so please right. go on vacation in June and early July. So right. We can do what we have to do, but I, I still understand when these kids have no control over that family time. And I'm a parent, and I get it. So go be with your family, do the family stuff, um, and then football, right? Uh, my my job is not to win football games. My job is to raise up good young men of Christ and, and, and good character and, and a solid foundation. And that's winning is a byproduct of that. Um, so that's faith family football in that order and we will not waver on it
0: uh speaking of family one of the early interactions that you and i had um was uh, unfortunately at i believe the funeral of a brother of yours yeah. that was uh, uh, taken too early yeah. and taken in a violent way yeah. uh how have you been able to manage that process
2: so yeah he he was he was murdered uh five six years ago and and uh and that it shook. I mean, he's my oldest brother. He's one one of my best friends ever, um, and to lose him, it hurt. It, it hurt, and, and it's one of those things where, when you look at it, it, it is. It's too soon. He he's got kids of his own, and and now it just it shook everybody, and especially Zaire. Um, he really looked up to him, as did I. Um, but he was one of the main people. My brother Brandon. He's one of the main people in my life that was pushing me to do what I'm doing. That was pushing me to football. That was pushing me to um, school. No matter what he was doing, he he was pushing me to do better. Um, he believed in me. He was one of my biggest fans, and he knew what I could do. So every day, you know, I wake up, and some days you just don't want to go to work, right? I get, mm-hmm. get home at midnight and I, my alarm's going off at six and I don't want to get out of bed and sometimes you hear his voice saying, Get up, you gotta mm-hmm. go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and uh we've been able to to handle it and, and manage it and I have learned over the years like you don't get over that. You, you know, grieving doesn't just stop one day. Correct. There's no expiration date or time limit on that. Um, so, and there's always things that'll happen where, you know, you're, you're thinking about him I a 35 minute car ride from, from work to home. So, you know, it's a lot of windshield time with, with God and, and thinking about him and, and my grandmothers and, you know, different people, but he was, he was a great inspiration to me. Somebody I looked up to and I do a lot of stuff with a lot of stuff I do comes from him. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, thank you for your willingness to share that. Uh, we're about out of time here. Um, we really appreciate you coming, um, sharing a little bit about your life, uh, your experiences, uh, the peaks and valleys that you've had uh, to walk through um, and come out on the other side stronger, um, better, better. Uh, prepared and equipped uh, to be a blessing to others, uh, to have your diverse background so that you can literally be dropped in any arena and uh, have some connection uh, in that uh, arena. Um, And uh, I don't believe that there is a better gift to give the world then to take your life experiences and invest in somebody else. And then that someone else um, is able to become what God created them to become in a better, more powerful way. And uh, as a football coach and an athletic director at Fairfield Christian Academy, that's what you do. And on behalf of my wife, Stacy and I, uh, I, um, I want to thank you personally uh, for the investment in my son um, when we brought uh, Samuel from Ethiopia uh, to um, the whitest place in America <laughs> um, uh, it was uh, it was a risk that yeah. we were taking and I was really worried about that and what I needed uh, were men of color uh, who uh, were going to um, be uh, the leaders that uh, that God called them to be so that my son had someone to look up to someone uh, to believe in him that looked like him. And uh, Coach Anthony Turner and Coach Marcus Pardon have been those Extra special gifts to Stephen Stacy, so I um, I really appreciate uh, the investment you've made in my son. He's a better kid. Uh, he um, will be exactly what God called him to be, in large part because of the investment that Anthony Turner and Marcus Pardon made into his life. Um, he has said two things to me that he wants to do after college. One of those is military. Hmm. Wonder where he got that idea. Um, and a, a be a teacher and a football coach. And um, so those are um, the um, ROI, return on investment, um, that you um, have made into his life. And uh, so on behalf of the Rao family, thank you for your contributions to my son. Well,
2: I appreciate it. And I, we, we appreciate people trusting us with their young, young men. Um, and like I said, we're going to continue to push our culture of work uh, my favorite Bible verse is Second Thessalonians three ten. If you don't work, you don't eat. That's not exactly what it says, but that's what I say. You don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> right. And then our our mentality that all these kids are starting to buy into, which is two cent. And that that goes back to the old widow in the Bible. That's all she had. That's what she gave. So yes, that's what we demand out of our kids. That's our mentality. Two cent. Everything you do, give everything you have. Yeah. And and, uh, and work, which yeah. is our acronym for. Um, Willing to give two cent, outstanding character, receptive to coaching, and kingdom driven. So, yeah. Sam is that. Our senior class is that. And, and our, it, it trickles down throughout the rest. Our freshman class, are, they're starting to understand it and get it, too. So, Yeah, that's yeah. great stuff.
0: Well, thanks for coming on the Sports and Spirituality Show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the investment in all of the men and women uh, that you are investing in, and we trust the Lord's blessing on you uh, and your continued work as the head football coach of the Knights and uh, athletic director there at Fairfield Christian Academy. All
2: right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
0: Kelsey, that's going to wrap up uh, episode 48 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. Um, uh, Thank you um, for uh, uh, your um, insights and uh, support of uh, Coach Marcus Parton as well.
1: Yeah, happy uh, to be here and get to know him better, and I'm really excited to see how their football team does this year.
0: Yes, um, we're uh, on the cutting edge. We're recording this on a Friday. Um, Next Friday is uh, football Friday night. Uh, The lights come on, and uh, the fun really begins in earnest. That means next week is episode 49. Um, uh, Are are you willing to come back for episode 49? Yeah. Yeah. Not the overwhelming response I was looking for, Coach P. I don't know if we're going to make it to 50. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she's going to live that long with uh, that uh, <laughs> lack of energy that she has right there. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, um, um, I hope you come back for 49. And I hope you bring a little more energy, kid.
1: Okay. I don't
0: know. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen today. Um, A special thank you to the Fairfield County Sports Network for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. Our friends at Price Custom Homes, um, Mitch and um, his brother, uh, whose name is escaping me. Greg. Oh, Greg, yes, of course, Greg. Uh, Mitch and Greg Price uh, with Price Custom Homes. Uh, They have been... uh, helping people build homes from beginning to end for nearly 50 years. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. And uh, um, we so appreciate our friends at WLRY, Mike um, O'Reilly, and uh, George Chatters at Save Radio for airing the Sports and Spirituality Show. On behalf of uh, Kelsey Ball, our guest, Coach Marcus Parton. I'm Steve Rao saying uh, thank you for listening uh, to this SASS program and we look forward to chatting with you next
2: time on the sports and spirituality show